0: Welcome back to the Frost Buddy Podcast. I'm your host, Brock Moser, and we got a great episode planned for you guys today. You know, I get this a lot, and I think a lot in the entrepreneurship world is going to be, you know, talking about my failures, talking about all the different businesses I've started, and basically all the failures that I've had. <laughs> so, you know, I know that's a big topic. I think people don't talk about it enough. So, I thought I'd just speak my mind here and kind of let you know my history, my story, and how we got to FrostBuddy today. So, you know, we're just going to jump right into it. So yeah, you know, really got into, you know, entrepreneurship, uh, start my own businesses when I was, you know, around a junior in high school, probably was in a CEO class um, in high school. Basically stands for creating entrepreneurial opportunities. Didn't really know much about business went to a small high school you know they didn't even have business classes and pretty much what it was was you know we got to see businesses you know we had business people come in and talk to us and just you know all the different ins and outs of business that you could think of we got to see on a day-to-day basis outside of high school which was nice so I got my first little taste well you know a big part of the business was by the end of the year You pretty much, the big project was to create your own business. And, you know, this was new to me. This was something I'd never done. I'm sure a lot of you out there have not created your own business. And maybe you don't know where to start. So, you know, I think this is a good lesson here on, you know, how I started, how you can start as well. And so, yeah, pretty much I had this idea for custom labeled water bottles. And basically like your Dasani or Aquafina bottles, but, you know, I had some art skills with graphic work, graphic design and stuff. So I was like, you know, maybe people would pay for a different form of advertising if they had, you know, their name, face, you know, logo on this label and pretty much it'd be, you know, like a business card or a pen, or it's just another, you know, way to advertise. And I was like, you know, maybe there's a market here my my dad sold insurance so i was like okay let's just start by trying to you know have insurance people use this for promotion and you know thankfully was able to find a manufacturer for those and so i got my first taste of you know the supplier world because i knew that obviously i wasn't going to wrap all of these bottles myself and pretty much just went after it right i was just i didn't know what to do i had no idea i didn't have a website uh, everything was, you know, verbal. So it was basically cold emailing anyone and everyone that I could think of from insurance agents to dealerships to schools. And, you know, got my first taste of what licensing was and what, you know, contract agreements were because schools, obviously, most of them couldn't do it because they had contracts. So, you know, I think there was a learning experience there. And, you know, also got my first taste at, you know, how do I grow this? And I think word of mouth was obviously how I was growing it and you know, referrals was a big thing. And so, you know, there's some learning there, right? And no website, like I said. Um, and you know, tried some organic Instagram posts and stuff like that. I mean, you know, back in the, back in the day when when I was doing this, there was not there was no TikTok. Instagram was still kind of just an organic world, right? So I was trying that, but, you know, of course not getting much because I didn't know what I didn't know. And, yeah, pretty much, you know, never really was able to grow it like crazy. Um, You know, found out just how hard the scalability of that business was. Um, You know, and just there were a lot of factors that lined up against. So, you know, still decided to keep running it in college. But, you know, ultimately I was like, you know, I need to put my focus elsewhere if I have repeat customers, I'll put in the orders, I'll streamline it. But other than that, you know, it's just going to be kind of extra income, a couple hundred bucks a month, maybe. And yeah, chalked it up as a learning experience. So then fast forward, right? Sophomore year of college, I got this big idea. And meanwhile, you know, I'm the type of person that I'm thinking all the time. So, you know, I could be anywhere and I could be like, oh, there's a business idea, oh, there's an idea. Or I could be in the car and think of 10 business ideas. And every single idea that I think of, I write down in my notes and my phone. I probably have a list of 200 or 250 ideas. And they might suck, right? Like some of them are terrible, some of them will never happen. But you know, I'm like, you never know. So I just write them down and sometimes I'll just scroll through them. Maybe there's a pivot off some of it, but I think I'm a firm believer if you want to start a business, You know, you're living an everyday life. Solving a problem is how you're going to do it. And so, you know, any problem that I saw and a solution I could think of, I'd write down. And so in my sophomore year of college, Halo Top, the protein ice cream becomes huge. And I'm like, okay, like I'm obsessed with this thing because I'm like, this is genius. I like to work out. I don't like the calories of normal ice cream. Like I see Halo Top just exploding and I'm like, okay, okay. What if we did a cookie dough, an edible cookie dough, but like Halo Top? So I'm like, we got a high protein, low carb, low sugar, and an edible cookie dough just in pints. So people can just spoon it out, eat it. And so my oldest brother and I partner, and I call it, we call it Fit Dough. And still the greatest slogan ever, cheat without cheating. I think it was just the greatest thing ever, right? And so we started in. Took about five months to figure out this recipe because we wanted to make it taste exactly like cookie dough. Um, You know, we needed that almost like sugar-like texture to like feel the crystals. So, you know, we got stevia in there to keep it not sugar um, or keep it low sugar. And then, you know, we're mixing in almond flour and you know, just different ways to keep it, keep the calorie count way down, obviously putting in vanilla protein powder. And, you know, after five months, we finally, you know, Oh my God, we had some terrible, terrible recipes, but we're learning. And after five months, we finally nailed one down that all my friends loved. We love, we're like, wow, this actually tastes pretty freaking good. And so, you know, we rolled with it and I had a friend in marketing, um, she designed an awesome label for us for the packaging and pretty much it was off to the races from there. We're like, we're going to make it ourselves in our kitchen, even though that's like, I don't even think that's legal. Uh, cause I'm pretty sure you need FDA approval. Not really sure though. And I basically started, I was like, let's just call every gym that we can. And so I literally went to my local gyms in Bloomington and, you know, fortunately after they tried it, they're like, Oh, that's actually pretty good. Let's just test it out in the gym and see. And So we were in like three gyms in Bloomington and I mean, you know, they were selling quick. I mean, they sold out within, you know, the first week he was like, wow, like people love this crap. Can we get more? And so the problem was when they get more, I'm like, "Uh oh, that means I have to make more in my kitchen. And so my buddy and I, we'd be in the freaking kitchen at like midnight, maybe even probably later than that just to make like try and make like 30 containers of this cookie dough that would go in like a day. And we're like, Oh my God, like, this is terrible. So we got our first first hand look at how hard a food product is. And then on top of that, you know, it was perishable because of the milk. And so we're looking at it going, you know, the shelf life's only two weeks max. And I mean, that's so hard, right? You can't, you just can't do much there. You got to have it longer if it's a food product. And so, you know, ultimately, I was like, we need to find a co-packer. We need to find someone to help us make this. And so if you have an idea and you're in the, you know, it's some sort of food or something in this space, you know, food, liquid, powder, anything like that. One thing to note (laughs) is that there are powder manufacturers. There are liquid manufacturers. If you're looking for a dough manufacturer, a dough type of product, it's going to be very, very difficult. There's not very many. And a lot of times, a lot of them won't want to take you on because they need, you know, big runs. They need, they're looking for big people, um, you know, otherwise it's not really worth their time. So we figured that out the hard way. I mean, I've spent six months, every contact I could. I literally have the contact for the lady that's in charge of making every single bun for McDonald's, for every McDonald's in the world, emailed her. Even she couldn't help us. And so when she couldn't help us, I was like, uh oh, like, I don't know if this is going to work and as much as I want to do, as much as people loved it. I was like, I had to come to terms with the fact that maybe we can't find a manufacturer for this, or maybe I just can't see that outlet. Right. And, you know. With that, we'd gotten way better at social media. I mean, Instagram, I think we had like four thousand, four or 5,000 followers just organically. Like we were growing it, posting it, learning about, you know, what are the type of pictures or videos that people like, uh, learning the algorithms and stuff like that and just, you know, grinding and hustling in that way. But ultimately, we could not find someone to help us make it. And I had to be like, you know, I'm in college. I can't make all this. I can't quit college for this yet. I just wasn't in a position to do that. And my brother wasn't in a position to quit his job. So ultimately, I was like, you know, it's not necessarily a failure, but I've learned a lot. And what I did learn is that my next business I want, it needs to be something I can run from my iPad, something that I don't have to make, something that someone else can create and something that I can drive strictly through a website. That is what I wanted. I was like, I'm in college. This is the only thing I can do. I need something that I can just do digital through the website. And that way I can scale it and I can scale it fast because that's what I wanted. So, you know, in all these learning experiences, I was like, you know, here I am and I understand what I want. And I think that's the beauty of it. And that's the beauty of at least trying and at least starting, you know, your first few ideas might suck. They might not work, but at the end of the day, you're going to learn One, what not to do. You're going to learn what you don't like to do. You're going to learn what you want in a product or in a business. And as soon as you find, like everyone's got a type of business model that they like, that they like to operate in, that they're passionate about. And so I was looking at it going, okay, I finally know that like, I want to start an e-commerce brand and I want to do it all through digital advertising with Facebook and Google ads. And I need a supplier. I need someone that can fulfill it. And we're going to go from there. And so I had no idea what that was going to be. But I knew what kind of model I wanted. So therefore, when I'm thinking about ideas, now I can think in terms of, okay, well, here are my you know, non-negotiables. Here's what it has to be. Otherwise, this idea doesn't work. And so I think there's beauty in that. Beauty in that f- failure, but it's not failure. You're just learning. And that's what so many people, I think, get wrong. They're like, oh, like they had so many fail, blah, blah, blah. Like, they failed this, failed that. Like No, they just learned. And you need to change the word failure and it needs to be you learn because that's the most important thing in the entire world, in my opinion, is that confidence that you're going to keep doing it, that you're getting closer and closer to understanding because I was just learning. So now we come to my junior year, my buddy and I, we always talk about ideas. We got this just big, great idea. It's, It's something that's not perishable and we're like, you know, like, people hate water or water bottles like the plastic's terrible for the environment and you know even though they're recycled it's still terrible and my parents had been overseas in England and came across this canned water company it was a resealable canned water and we're like they're like these are everywhere and we're like this is genius like you know way better for the earth you tell like you can play off the oh get rid of the plastic bottles this is a big idea I was like I got to look for big ideas because if you don't solve a big problem, you can't build a big business. Like you just can't, you got to look for something big because that way your solution's big and you can reach a lot of people. I was like, everyone drinks water. The amount of water bottles that are consumed every year. I don't remember the stats, but it was just every minute it was absurd. And so we're like, let's go for it. Let's try this this resealable canned water, it's working in England, maybe it can work here, and we can get ahead of the curve, and so we're looking at it, and we start, we actually partnered with a professor on this idea, and you know, we got pretty far into it, right, and the more we talk to people in the beverage industry, the more they, you know, almost steered us out of it, because they're like, you need an absurd amount of capital, you're going to need, I mean, they're like, you're not going to be seeing profit for five, six, seven years at least. So you need to understand that going in that it's a lot of money. Um, and so that was kind of deterring us a little bit. Cause you know, we're still in college, you know, we're like, well, we don't necessarily have those means. We're not going to be full, full time. Um, so even though it might be a good idea, you know, it might not be the right time to do this. So we, you know, we're able to, we built a full, full marketing plan, a full slideshow, you know, to show investors. We had all of our packaging down. Uh, we were actually going to source it out of New York City because their water in upstate New York from the glaciers was, you know, it was the greatest water in the U.S. So we're like, you know, let's go off of that. Let's use that freshness, that fresh water and then we get the resealable lid on there and now, you know, people can use it on planes, they can use it when they're working out, like they don't have to worry about, you know, just an open can. And you know, I don't even remember how it kind of faltered out, but I think it was just, you know, the more and more we talked about the the capital side of things, it just it didn't it just wasn't going to work. Like we're like we really don't want to take that risk. Um we weren't, you know, We weren't looking to take that on. And I actually, again, when you are looking for any and every avenue for these business ideas, you start to network and you start to get in touch with a lot of good, big time people that you might need in the future. Um, You know, you don't realize it at the time, but it's like these connections could come back. So always keep them. And, you know, you never know who you're going to get in touch with. I ended up getting in touch. We had two meetings with... He was the CEO of Snapple, um, you know, before they sold for God I don't know how many times he sold Snapple twice, but he was pretty much the CEO and like the whole marketing vision behind Snapple. And we're like, like this guy was it. Um, he didn't really like the idea, so obviously that was a big, uh, big no no. But um, yeah, we ended up just it kind of faltered out. We didn't do it. It's ironic because Liquid Death, who at the time was brand new, they were like the only canned water company in the US. They just got like a 500 million dollar valuation. So seeing seeing their Super Bowl commercial, I was like, "Oh man, maybe we had the maybe we had an idea that was right." Um but, you know what? We couldn't do it. We just we just didn't want to, and that was fine, you know? So again, it wasn't that online brand that I was looking for, so that didn't help either. And so, you know, chalk it up. We learned some stuff, made some connections, um but you know, again, the beverage industry wasn't going to work. Food industry wasn't going to work. So, you know, here we are still have nothing, but we're still thinking we're still learning. So then that's when we finally come across, you know, Mitch and I sitting in the hot tub one Christmas break that I was on, you know, I think my junior year of college, maybe senior, I don't really, I think it was junior. Um, Pretty much right after we had stopped the water thing and we're like, you know, White claws are getting huge, man. Like Trulys are getting big. All these slim cans. Like we're like all these brands just keep coming out with slims. Like, you know, we remembered how much those like Yeti can coolers, like I mean, we're like everyone's got those, especially where we're from. Because everyone drinks Bush Light, Natty Lights. So they all got the twelve ounce cans. But we're like, Slim cans are coming. So is there one of these things for for the slims? And I'd always joked, right? I would always joked that like, I wanted to be, I was like, I just want to be that that second place business that, you know, no one necessarily knows the founder, but he makes a boatload of money. That's, I was like, that's what I want to be. Like, I just want to be like that, uh, the Lyft to Uber, right? Or like, you know, the Burger King to McDonald's. Like, I was like, just like that second place, Qdoba to Chipotle. That was always a big one. I said, just second place, like let them pave the way. And then we'll just come out and change some things, make it better. And then boom. Great. So we, we look up. Is there a Slim Can Cooler? And we see one brand. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, perfect. There we go. There's only one. And they're killing it. You know, maybe we can change some stuff up and you know, maybe there's a market for this. And so I started looking at the pillars that I had already outlined and I'm like, okay. Can it be online? Boom. One hundred percent online. Yes. Can we use just digital marketing? Boom. Number two, yes, that's what this company's doing. Facebook and Google, that's how they're driving people. Number three, can we have a supplier? Yes. There's so many stainless steel suppliers overseas. I was like, perfect. I can get us a sample. I've already worked with Alibaba before. And so I had a sample within two weeks. Boom, supplier. I was like, can we do third-party fulfillment? Like, is there someone that can package the, the orders up and do that? And we start researching. And all of a sudden we're like, oh yeah, there's a bunch of e-commerce fulfillment solutions. So now I'm like, oh my God, like that's, that's our model. We can scale this if it's a product people want. And so, you know, it's funny because at the time I didn't really think about it, but now as I reflect and people ask me all the time, I'm looking back going, wait a second, all of these different failed businesses, like I said, we're just learning. And they all, honest to God, led me to creating FrostBuddy. They really did. Like, I learned what I didn't want to do. I learned what I couldn't do. And I learned what I needed to do. And all of a sudden, we come up with an idea that's probably a little, you know, that we're like, it's a little ahead of the market. We're not behind. We're only behind one person. And now, I'm like, this is it. Like, let's go for it. But I had that confidence. I had that confidence because I had already screwed up. I had already, you know, I'd already had those learning experiences. You know, had I thought of this idea before I'd done those, I don't know that I would have had the experience or the knowledge to go as fast as we did. But in my head, I had a checklist to where I was like, okay, I know exactly what we're going to do. And I know exactly the steps. Now, did I know how to create a website? Not really that much. But YouTube and blogs and articles, they help. Like, I was like, I can figure that out. Did I know how to do digital advertising? No, I had no idea, but I knew I could learn. And so I was like, you know what? Like, I just needed the idea to where then I can dive in and freaking go hard on just learning anything and everything. I was like, I can hustle. I know that. I just have to have the idea and I have to have the business model to be able to basically execute it. And that's what happened. You know, we were able to just, you know, learn. Well me, Mitch just kinda of fell into it. But <laughs> I was able to learn all of this stuff through all of these learning experiences. And that's why I would urge anyone that wants to start a business or that has an idea, like go for it, jump in, because you might fail, right? You might it might not work. Odds are the first couple aren't gonna work. They might. I know several people that it that it works for, um, uh, but it might not. And so jump in, you're gonna learn, you're gonna see you know, what doesn't work. You're going to see what does work and you're just going to get better and better and better. And as in life and how I view life, like it's just one big process. So, you know, start, meet people, ask people. And I promise you that eventually that one's going to come along and all of a sudden you're going to have total clarity about the fact that that's the right one. And that's what you want to do. And then the market will continue to tell you if it's right or not. But again, that might not be it. It might, but you just got to keep trying. So, you know, that's my story in terms of failures, in terms of process, in terms of how I, you know, basically was using these other business ideas to lead up to FrostBuddy. And I hope that, you know, gives some inspiration to someone or helps someone, you know, that's maybe got this idea and doesn't know where to start or doesn't know what to do. Just try, literally just try YouTube articles, other business people like there is literally a million and one roadmaps from other CEOs, other business owners, other founders like just start reading all of their books. I promise you I, I still read every every big CEO that I can read their books or founders, I read because I'm like, how did they do it? Because it turns out that over the past 200 years or however long people have been starting businesses, no one's reinventing the wheel in terms of the business model. It's all the same crap. It's just different products, but it's all the same processes. So as you learn it, once you finally master it, you can start to replicate it over and over and over again. And you know now where I'm at with Frostbuddy you know, maybe it doesn't get as big as I'd like, you know, maybe I, it's not that billion dollar idea. Maybe it's just, you know, a couple million or something like that. But now I've learned, I can't even tell you how much I've learned from just getting even further into this process. And so now if another business idea came up or if something else came up, now my checklist is even bigger and I have this whole arsenal of skills and tools to, you know grow that business at warp speed. So you know that's why I would just urge you to just try. Jump in, try, fail, but actually just learn. So yeah, you know, that's my knowledge. Take it for what it's worth, right? But um, you know, I think there's there's something to be something to be said with all that. Um just you know, Just getting in there, getting out there. Learn as much as you possibly can. But there are no failures. There's just learning. So just start learning. Start getting better one day at a time. And I promise you the day is going to come where it all comes together and it all clicks and you're like, oh, my God. It's happening. So that's all I got for this episode, guys. Uh, Hopefully you learned something. Hopefully... That I helped someone out there or inspired someone to start. So, you know, let me know your feedback, comments, questions, questions that you might have for another episode, and I'd be more than happy to answer them. And yeah, we'll see you on the next episode. So, have a good one.